Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, the 2023 NFL season opened up with a bang. We'll talk about that, plus the Raiders' first opponent, the Denver Broncos. Coming up on Sunday, we'll give you keys to victory for the silver and black, your calls and texts, and a whole lot more. It's coming up on Friday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast for September 8th, 2023. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Just Raiders. Win. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Just win. Your team Just every win. day. Just win. Welcome in Raider Nation to another edition of the Lockdown Raiders Podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen of the day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. To get the latest edition of the show as soon as it becomes available, of course, as always, you're checking us out on YouTube. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you to my man, Ari. He does a great job each and every day getting us up on YouTube. You can check him out on Twitter, at Ari Produces. You can hit me up on Twitter as well, at your boy Q254, and the Lockdown Raider Podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. We got your calls and texts coming up in segment number three of the show today as we close out the week. Segment number two, keys to victory. What it's going to take for the Raiders to win this game on Sunday versus the Broncos offensively defensively, special teams, and we don't forget the coaches either. That's all coming up in segment number two of today's show. Here in segment number one, give you the news and notes, go over the injury report, and a couple little nuggets that I have for you in segment number one. Before we get to any of that, though, I do want you to know that today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL. Use the code all, use the promo code LockedOnNFL, all lowercase, for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's Prize Picks. We'll tell you a lot more about them later on in the show. And full disclosure, if you're checking this out on YouTube, you're going to notice that segment number one and segment number two and three don't look the same, <laughs> right? Because, look, I'm in Bristol, Connecticut. This is my last day, my last evening. As a matter of fact, I just got off the radio uh, 1 a.m. Eastern time here. So it's Friday morning. My flight is at 6 a.m. My flight out of uh, Connecticut is at 6. I got to fly to Philly and then fly to Vegas. I'll probably land around 1130, get ready for my radio show at Buffalo Wild Wings, and then, uh, boom, be back on ESPN later on in the evening. So the only way I was going to be able to get this done, and, by the way, get to the airport, get everything taken care of, I had to knock out segment number two and three earlier today. So the keys to the victory already in the bag. You'll hear that coming up, segment number two and three. But you'll notice if you're watching on YouTube, that that's recorded in my hotel room where this is recorded at the radio station. But look, do what I got to do to make sure you get the Raider content that you deserve here on the Locked On Raiders podcast. So just wanted to give you the full disclosure of what's going on if you say, wait a minute, why did Q change locations? That, that's why. <laughs> that's the only thing I could do to make sure that everything was taken care of. So let's go over the Raiders injury report for uh, Thursday. Of course, there'll be another one come out later on this afternoon, and then we'll find out who's in and who's out on Sunday. And right now, like it was on Wednesday, the Raiders injury report is pretty clean. Only three guys on there, DeAndre Carter with the knee injury, Brandon Faison with the shin injury, and, of course, Chandler Jones with the personal situation, uh, did not participate, was not at the Raiders facility, hasn't been there for the last couple days, and probably won't be there uh, for the foreseeable future. But, again, I don't have any update on the Chandler Jones situation, so I'll go ahead and throw that out there right now. Nothing to report. We'll just have to wait and see what's going to happen. Brandon Faison with the shin injury, didn't participate. He's been banged up quite a bit. I'm assuming at some point, and I guess it's not really safe to assume, but uh, when they do make that that roster move, when Josh Jacobs uh, becomes the 53 guy, 53 man on, on the roster, I'm assuming that Brandon Faison will probably go on the short-term IR. 
Like, that's the one that makes the most sense to me, unless they find some kind of roster exemption for Chandler Jones. So that's a, another thing to pay attention to. But they've got to be able to come up with, uh, by the end of the week, probably by the end of today, uh, that, that uh, spot for Josh Jacobs to be 100% on the roster because right now they have 54 guys and they have to have officially 53. DeAndre Carter, he has a knee injury. He was limited on Wednesday, limited on Thursday. He'll probably be limited today. And who knows? I'm sure he'll go. He'll be a go on Sunday, but we'll find out 90 minutes before kickoff. That's the Raiders injury report right now. They're not going to be any healthier at any point of the year than they are right now. As far as the Broncos go, the same four guys that were on the injury report on Wednesday are the same four guys, except for two fully participated. Tied, both tight ends, as a matter of fact. Tight end Greg Dolchik, uh, who had a personal day on Wednesday, didn't participate on Thursday, was a full participant. Tight end Chris Manhurts, chest injury, limited on Wednesday, fully participated on Thursday. Wide receiver Jerry Judy, hamstring injury, limited on Wednesday, limited on Thursday. And then cornerback Riley Moss with an abdomen injury, limited on Wednesday and limited on Thursday. And look, again, they're not going to be uh, any more healthy at any other point of this year than they are right now. I mean, these are very short injury reports for both teams, both the Raiders and the Broncos. So both teams relatively uh, injury-free going into week one in Denver. And, of course, the keys to victory will come up in segment number two of the show, and then we'll hear your calls and texts coming up in segment number three. I did want to pass along media availability because, again, as I mentioned, I'll be on a flight starting around 6-something this morning. So depending on what time you're listening to this, I might be on a flight uh, as you're listening to it. But I want to pass along the head coach, Joshua Daniels, will be speaking to the media about 10-15 Pacific time. I'll be in the air. So if there's an announcement on Chandler Jones, if there's any kind of uh, breaking news, I'm sure I won't get into I land, which will be at 11-something. So I know that a lot of times people Hit me up on Twitter at your boy Q254 looking for information. Again, I'm kind of out of the loop until I land in Vegas around 11, probably about 45 uh, in, in, the, in the morning. So we'll see what happens. But Josh McDaniels will speak with the media about 10:15. The Raiders will practice from 11:40 to 12:10. I believe it's going to be a glor- well. That's when it's open to the media, 11:40 to 12:10. It's probably a glorified uh, walkthrough at best. It's not a real deal practice they're um, they're getting ready for the the trip to Denver and then following practice at 110 between 110 and 155 defensive coordinator Patrick Graham and offensive coordinator Mick Lombardi will speak at the podium and then the locker room will be open again to the media at the Intermountain Health Performance Center so that's kind of the 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 media schedule the media scrum that's going to happen a little bit later on this afternoon at the Intermountain Performance Center so that's really all I got for news and notes, there's not really a whole lot more. I think the biggest thing is everyone just kind of paying attention to see what's going to ultimately happen with Chandler Jones. And, again, all I can do is continue to pray for the man and hope that he is okay moving forward. Coming up in segment number two, what I'm going to look for as far as keys to victory. I'm going to do this each and every week of the NFL season, of the regular season for the silver and black. And, oh, by the way, I know I'm about to go to segment number two, but how about those uh, Detroit Lions topping Kansas City 21-20? Uh, I didn't learn a whole lot about Detroit, except for that they believed that they could win every game. And they went into Kansas City on banner-raising night. Kansas City was without Travis Kelsey, without Chris Jones. And, well, the Detroit Lions got the victory, 21-20. And I'll tell you, without Kelsey out there, the, Lion, or the, the, the Chiefs, their offense does not look very good. Now, I don't think that that's going to last long. I'm sure he's going to come back sooner rather than later. But, man, those guys, those, those players that are supposed to be compliments to Travis Kelsey, they are not very good without Kelsey out there. Too many drop balls. I think they had four drop balls. Patrick Mahomes uh, was a victim of a pick six because the ball went right off of Kadarius Tony's hands. And uh, Brian Branch intercepted it, took it to the house 50 yards. So 
Uh, yeah, the Chiefs 0-1. So right now, the Chargers, the Raiders, and the Broncos are all ahead of the of the Chiefs in the AFC West. But it's nice to see them at the losing end of things, right? You expect them to win. I expected them to win that game. And for them to lose, thought that that was pretty cool. So there you go. Wanted to make sure I pass that along as well. I'm sure Raider Nation all celebrated when they saw Kansas City lose that game. 21-20. Again, coming up in segment number two, keys to victory. Offensively, defensively, special teams, coaching. What is it going to take for the Raiders to get a dub? I'm going to do this each and every week of the season, right before a Raiders game, tell you what I'm thinking about, what I'm looking for from the silver and black. And I'll say this, before we get to that, this one week is going to be, you know, pretty, I don't want to say basic, but it's just going to be what I think is important because uh, we don't know what this team looks like yet. We don't know the style of this team. We don't know what the identity of this team. I think I know what the identity is. You know, run the ball with Josh Jacobs, uh, get some some burn with Zamir White as well. Jimmy G get the ball of his hands pretty quickly, but until we see it, we really don't know. So uh, maybe we'll learn a lot. I didn't learn a lot about Kansas City and Detroit in uh, week one. Maybe we'll learn a lot about the, the Raiders, or maybe we won't. Maybe it'll be similar to that because, again, it's the first week of the season. But we'll talk about it in segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast, and we'll do it right after I tell you about Nutrafol. And, fellas, if you have issues with hair, you don't have to choose between better hair growth and your health. Nutrafol provides a whole-body health approach for men that promotes healthier hair, no drugs, no compromises, just better hair. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Nutrafol's hair growth supplements use physician-formulated, natural science-backed ingredients. Their drug-free, patented technology provides consistent, reliable results without compromising your sexual health. We know how important that is, right, fellas? Right now, go to Nutrafol.com slash men to take your hair health wellness quiz. Identify causes of your thinning hair, and Nutrafol will give you a personalized plan for better hair health through whole body wellness. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting root causes of thinning, such as stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyles, metabolism, through whole body health. Right now, you need to take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering all listeners of the Lockdown Raiders podcast $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men, enter the promo code LOCKEDONNFL. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com slash men and enter promo code LOCKEDONNFL. That's Nutrafol.com slash men, promo code LOCKEDONNFL. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Want to get into what it's going to take for the Silver and Black to head to Denver and pick up a W on Sunday. And then we'll continue their road trip and head to the Buffalo Bills right before returning home to Allegiant Stadium in week three to host the Pittsburgh Steelers in prime time. But one game at a time, it's all you can do. And, of course, we'll do this each and every week, regardless when the game is. If it's a Monday night football game, then boom, we'll talk about it on Monday leading into the game. If it's a Thursday night football game, we'll talk about it on Wednesday leading into the game. And, of course, of a Sunday, we'll do it on Friday as we are. Keys to victory all throughout the course of the season. We'll definitely do that. So here we go. Let's go ahead and jump right into it. And offensively, let's start there. 
Uh, I think it all starts with Josh Jacobs, right? Glad to see that number eight is back. It's going to be great to see number eight out there, right? The first time that we've seen Josh Jacobs in that number eight jersey, but he's had so much success against the Denver Broncos. I mean, you heard us talking about it on the crossover edition on Thursday. I mean, and if you've watched any game that he's played against the Broncos, you know the success that Josh Jacobs has had. Now, I'll say this. I don't know what his workload is going to look like, especially with the elevation. I think it might be tough. I don't. I know he's not going to be in football shape, but he's going to be in great shape. So I'm looking at, as far as the run game goes, a Josh Jacobs and Zamir White split. So I'm looking at something like 2010. If there's going to be 30 carries, 20 of them goes to Josh Jacobs as long as his body is able to do that, as long as he feels good and up to the task. I know Josh Jacobs, for a fact, is one of those guys that gets better as the game goes along. So it might be early on in the game when Zamir White gets more carries you know, than Josh Jacobs. It might be a couple carries for Josh and a couple carries for Zamir. Then as the game gets longer, as it gets into the third quarter, early fourth quarter, then you start seeing Josh Jacobs get that second win. And we've all been there, done that, right? No matter what level of sports we played, you know, it's that initial shock when all of a sudden your chest gets a little bit tight. And you're like, oh, I can't breathe. <laughs> oh, it's just me? No, it's not just me. But you know what I mean? That happens, right? When you get that second win, that's when you really start going. And I believe that that's what's going to happen with Josh Jacobs, again, especially in the elevation. So I'm looking at like a 20-10 split. I'm hoping that the Raiders are able to carry the rock close to 30 times. I'm not saying they're going to get 30 carries, but I'd like to see them get a close to 30 carries as possible, especially with Jimmy G, the quarterback. You know he's always had a lot of success when he has a strong run game. So I'd like to see the Raiders get somewhere close to 30 carries on Sunday. Speaking of Jimmy G, got to stay upright. That offensive line, right? I mean, for the most part, they're all returning. GVR, Greg Van Roten, he's there at the, the right guard spot now instead of Alex Bars. And Jermaine Illuminor is slid in as the right tackle right now, right? Of course, the Thayer Mumford, I'm sure he'll come in on jumbo packages. I think he's going to be very active, not only on Sunday, but throughout the course of the season. But that's the offensive line. Their job is to keep Jimmy G upright and open up holes for Josh Jacobs and Zamir White. So Jimmy G's got to get the ball out of his hand quickly. That's something that he does a really good job. I want to really focus in. We're all going to look at 17. We're all going to look at Devontae, right? When is he going to target with Devontae? I want to see what he does with 16. 17's the sexy one, right? 16 is the one I'm really interested to see how he uses Jacoby Myers, how he's going to hit him and target him. Because again, Jacoby Myers is a guy that he told us immediately when he signed with the Raiders, he was excited to play with Jimmy G. And he just says, I get open. He told Eric Allen on that, on that uh, Raider round table that we did, or that, uh, that, what was it? Um, it was uh, not uh, Creator Day, create something, Raider Creativity Day. I know it seems like so long ago now in the offseason uh, when it happened, but it was that it was that media day basically for the Silver and Black. It was me, JT, Eric Allen. Uh, we were all on set, and, and EA asked Jacoby Myers how he gets open. He's like, just get open. Get open and make myself available. I think that those two are going to be a really good connection as far as Jacoby Myers and Jimmy G. So while everyone's paying attention to 17, especially the matchup that he's going to have with Pat Sertan, I'm looking at 16. I think the 16 has an opportunity to have a really big game. So that's the number that I'm circling. 17 is going to get his. No, no doubt about it. Pat Sertan is going to be focused on him. Simmons is going to be focused on 17. Who's going to be able to slow down? 16. That's my focus right there. The Jimmy G to Jacoby Myers connection is what I'm very interested in. And also what Jimmy G does well, and this will be the final thing for the offensive side of things that I'm looking for on Sunday. He does really well in the red zone. He's had a lot of success in the red zone, and the Raiders don't. They've got to be a successful team in the red zone. They've got to turn around their woes that they've had for years in the red zone. Every single year, we heard Coach Gruden say, we're working on it. We're working on it. We've got to be more successful. We're working on it. Daniel Carlson is awesome. I love Cash Money Carlson. I just don't want to see him out there kicking a bunch of field goals. The Raiders need to cash in 
in the end zone. If they're in the red zone four times, I need three touchdowns. If they're in the red zone two, three times, I need two touchdowns, right? I mean, you get what I'm saying. It can't be one out of four or two out of four even. Those are, those are going to cost you games. It really will. I think that the Broncos' offense is going to be better with Sean Payton. I don't know how good it's going to be on Sunday. I don't know how quickly he can get everything turned around, but you can't, no matter what game it is, right? The Broncos, the Bills, the Steelers, the Chargers, whatever the case may be, it can't be two out of four trips. You make it to the red zone, you get in the end zone. You've got to be able to be on the on the winning side of things, like three out of four, four out of five, two out of three, right? One out of one for sure, right? They've just got to be more successful in the red zone. So those are the keys to victory for me offensively. Josh Jacobs is a mere white 2010 split. Jacobs has got to be the key to everything. He's going to make this offense go on Sunday. Jimmy G to 16, not 17. Jimmy G to Jacoby Myers, that connection right there. Get the ball out quickly. Make a Jacoby Myers continue to move the sticks and then have red zone success. Three out of four trips, touchdowns. Two out of three trips, touchdowns. One out of one trip, touchdown. Right? I mean, it's got to be, it's got to be a, a better success rate than what it's had. That's on the offensive side of things. Defensively, this is where it gets gets good, right? Because this is what we've had an emphasis on all offseason. This is what we had an emphasis on all training camp long. What do the Raiders need to do to have that defense complement the offense that I just broke down? First of all, it gets it's, it's about getting after Russell Wilson. Max Crosby, continue to have success. He's had a ton of success against the Denver Broncos. When Sarah Benninger joined the show on Thursday for Crossover Edition, he was like, man, the Broncos have got to find a way to slow down Mad Max Crosby. And he's talking about having everybody thrown at Max to slow him down. And I said, hey, if that's the case, someone else has got to eat, right? So if that's uh, Malcolm Kuntz, if that's uh, Bilal Nichols, if that's Jerry Tillery, if that's the rookie Tyree Wilson, so be it, right? Somebody's got to find a way to eat, along that defensive line. It just makes everyone better around the defense if that defensive line could get home and make Russ panic. Make make him run around, helter-skelter a little bit, and try to create something. That's when the Raiders will have an opportunity for my second key, which is create a turnover. Got to get Russ on the run, and I don't mean running for 10, 15 yards. I mean just kind of scrambling in the pocket, you know, just going back, backpedaling five, six, seven yards, this, that, and the other, and try to force a play and, and make a, a bad decision. And when he makes a bad decision, this is something the Raiders don't do routinely. When a bad decision is made, and there's always one or two every single game where you look and say, man, there, there was an opportunity to play right there. That's where the Raiders need to start becoming opportunistic and start making plays. When that bad decision is made by the quarterback, and Russell Wilson will do it, he'll give you an opportunity to, to come away with the interception. He absolutely will. And he also runs around with the ball really away from his body, and in one hand, there's a chance at a strip sack. Right or just swiping at the ball and knocking it away. I'm looking for two turnovers. I'm asking for two turnovers from that Raiders defense, something that they've been focusing on all offseason, all training camp, all preseason. Turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. Affect the quarterback and affect the ball. Got to get guys that can get their hands on the quarterback and got to get guys that can get their hands on the ball. I really do believe this is a game where the safeties, because Russell Wilson does like to ball, throw the ball down the, 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 the field. He likes to go for those big chunk uh, throws, but he likes to, to test the sidelines. So I think if the Raiders are able to get that pass rush on him and force him to throw, throw it over the middle, that's going to give an opportunity for a guy like Epps. That's going to give an opportunity for a guy like Merrick, a guy like Spillane, Diablo, to come up with a big play. I feel like that there's going to be a turnover or two created. One will probably be in the middle of the field as an interception, and I feel like there's an uh, an opportunity to strip sack Russell Wilson because, again, that ball, he has it loose, man. He, he holds it tight in one hand, but it's away from his body, and he doesn't really protect it that well. Max Crosby, 
talk about taking taking his game to the next level, start getting more strip sacks. That's what I want to see him do. Not that he doesn't do it. I just like to see him do more of it. So those are uh, two of the keys that I have defensively. And then the final one, got to stop the run. Slow down the run. I think Sean Payton's going to really try to do that. And it's a three-headed monster that I'm looking at. Javante Williams coming back from that torn ACL. Samaj P. Ryan hasn't really been that guy in the NFL. He wasn't. He's not that guy that he was at Oklahoma when he was killing it. And then Russell Wilson. I think that's a three-headed monster. I think you're going to see Russ run more like he did in Seattle than what he did last year in Denver. So that's a three-headed monster that the Raiders are going to have to be disciplined with. They're not going to be able to lose contain like, like Tyree Wilson did against the Cowboys where he's supposed to have contain, and he didn't. And the quarterback was able, Will Greer was able to get outside and just run into the end zone. If he's out there, he's got to keep contain, right? He's got to stay disciplined, stay in your lane. I know everyone wants to, you know, pin their ears back and just get after the quarterback, scream up the field. But if you go screaming up the field and you don't have that pocket and create that pocket and that containment, Russell Wilson's out of there. Woo! You know, just boom, gone. <laughs> just like that. So uh, they've got to be able to do that. So they've got to stop the run. And again, it's a three-headed monster. Javante Williams is a burner. Samaje P. Ryan, who's really just a, a, a big, burly dude, right? Strong dude. He's going to run hard. And then Russell Wilson from the quarterback position. So uh, those are the keys right there. Defensively, special teams, creativity on the kickoff. I know that's something that Coach McMahon's been working on. We saw it throughout the course of the preseason. How creative can they get on the kickoff with the new kickoff rules? right? How you don't just give up a fair catch where it's an automatic 25-yard line. I hate the new kickoff rule, and I know that the Raiders are going to do something in their power, whatever they can, to try to take advantage of it and not, you know, not give up an easy 25 yards. Like, make the Broncos earn that 25-yard line. That's all I want to see. If that's a squib kick, if that's, you know, kicking it a little short, making it bounce on the ground, whatever the case may be, make the Broncos make a decision, but don't let them fair catch the ball and just get an easy 25 yards. As far as the other Elements of special teams, the, the punt unit, A.J. Cole, flip the field. Take take advantage of the thin air there uh, in Denver and continue to flip the field like he does, right? I mean, there's not a whole lot we have to say about A.J. Cole because A.J. Cole is, well, you know, A.J. Cole, and he's great at what he does. Daniel Carlson, same thing. Cash Money Carlson, take advantage of the elevation. But the one thing I want to say about that, don't get reckless with it. We saw him in the preseason kick that, what, 62-yard field goal. Uh, he was in midseason form. But if the game is close and – Carlson has an opportunity to go out there and kick 62, 63 yards. Maybe the Raiders are only up by three. I don't really know if I want them to take that chance. Yeah, I, I get it. That put him up six points. But if he misses, look at that great field position, right? And, and I mean, no one's going to hit every single field goal. Carlson's going to be cash money, Carlson, whatever. But don't get reckless just because you know he can hit it, right? Just got to know the... The, the situation, got to know what's at risk, got to realize is the, is the, is the juice worth the, worth the squeeze here. If it's not, don't do it. Just don't do it, right? I mean, I'd just rather see them flip the field with A.J. Cole and make the Broncos really work their way up the field. I, again, I know it's tempting to just roll him out there because he can do it, especially in that elevation. He can hit a super long kick. I get that. But, man, don't set the defense up for failure if he were to miss and be in really bad field position, especially if the game is close. Now, if the game, they're up 10 points, 14 points, sure, so be it. Go for it. You know, go ahead and, and try to roll it out if you feel comfortable with him kicking at that, that moment. Or maybe you're trying to make sure you protect the lead. Again, it's just situational football, and that's my final note with the coaching. They got to be better. They wanted their guys. They got their guys, Right. They went in and got the guys that they wanted in the draft. They feel good about them. They look like they're all coming together. Uh, you know, in training camp preseason, it looked like they were coming together. All right, Coach McDaniels. All right, Patrick Graham. You know, step your game up. It's on you now, right? Everyone has been talking about, is Coach McDaniels a really good head coach? Well, prove it. Go out there and win. 
Just win, baby, right? Go out there and win starting on Sunday, right? I think it'll be very big for this team to come out of, of Denver with a victory on Sunday. And I'll say this, as I told Sarah on the crossover edition, I think the Raiders win this game. I really do. I'll go ahead and throw a score out there as well. I'll, I'll say that I think they win 27 to, and I know Denver's defense is pretty good. I'll say, I'll say 24. How about that? 24 to 16 is what I think is going to happen. And I know that the, the Broncos, according to FanDuel right now, are what, three and a half or four point favorites. I think they're going to win. I think the Raiders are going to win. What did I say? 26, 16, 20, eh, something around there. We'll say around 20. Dang it. <laughs> now you got me second guessing myself. Um, yeah, something around there, around 26, 16. I think they win by anywhere from like 10 to 12 points. I just, I feel like the Raiders are the better team week one for sure. So there you go. That's what I got for you for segment number two. Uh, you know, keys to victory, what the Raiders need to do to come away with the victory that, again, I do believe they get this victory come Sunday while they're in Denver taking on the Broncos. Coming up in segment number three, going to get to your calls and text draft that Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line at 707-654-4693. Before we get to that, though, do want to tell you about prize picks. And I'm sure you're wondering, what is prize picks? Prize picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They're the easiest and most exciting way to play. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Prize picks is really, really simple to play. You can make picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They've got quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types. At what, and that's what makes Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Matter of fact, this week on Prize Picks, I've seen a lot of folks select guys like Saquon Barkley. I'm seeing guys talk, talk about Odell Beckham. Matter of fact, how about this one? Odell Beckham Jr. for more than 50 yards and Josh Allen for more than two passing touchdowns. Just like that, it's that simple. Prize Picks offers weekly promotions that could lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, Prize Picks discounts uh, select player projections at the 25% to provide even more value. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use code NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash NFL. Use promo code NFL for a first deposit match up to $200. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Lockdown Raiders podcast. Your calls and text you at that Lockdown Raider podcast. Voicemail line 707-654-4693. Let's start things off with a text from Southern Indiana Raiders. It says, hey, Q, Southern Indiana Raider here. I was listening to your pod earlier. You said something that sparked my interest. You said that the Broncos always get the love. I've felt this way for years. I've lived 170 miles from Denver for a hell of a long time. I have a special type of disgust for that team. The Raiders have been beating them like a drum for six straight games, and they're lobbying the NFL to play them first. Get out of here. This isn't the loaded Saints team with prime Drew Brees that Peyton is coaching anymore. Last I checked, he was pretty average without all those guys. Did washed up Wilson find the fountain of youth this offseason? Did their banged up receiving core get everyone back for this game? Maybe I'm just missing something. Thanks as always, Q. That's Southern Indiana Raider. And thanks so much for the text, my man. And it's bizarre to me. You know, it's funny. And, and even on the national scene, so many people believe that Denver is going to turn things around. And it's just, I don't see it. And it's funny. It was, it was actually refreshing on my radio show uh, locally on Raider Nation Radio 920 unnecessary roughness i was talking to shereen williams from pro football talk and she's a hall of famer and i asked her like shereen are you seeing and you getting the love you understanding where this love is coming from for denver and she said q i don't see it i don't see that i don't know where the talent's coming from i don't understand why everyone's giving them so much love but they got sean payton 
Of course, he's, you know, he's the guy that's going to make everything well, right? He's going to go snap his fingers and everything's going to be good. Russell Wilson's going to be prime Russell Wilson again. Look, I get it. The way that Russell Wilson won the Super Bowl with Seattle was with a strong defense, a very strong defense, and a very good run game. And I know that that's what they want to do. That's how they want to butter their bread in Denver. Have a strong defense, which they do have a really good defense, not get it twisted, and have a strong run game. That's why a couple of the keys to the game that I had, right? Josh Jacobs running the ball because, well, that's going to go ahead and loosen up that defense and then defensively slow down the run, right? Make Russell Wilson beat you, and, and I think that if he throws the ball up there a couple times, he'll, he'll put it in harm's way and the Raiders can make some plays. But I'm with you. I don't see the, the love for Denver, and that's why I've been saying for a while I feel like the Raiders win this game on Sunday. But thanks so much for that text. I appreciate you. Up next, got a call from Nate from the 626. He's calling with uh, relief because the season is here. And please believe he's pretty pumped up about it. Here he is, Nate from the 626. Raider Nation, it's Nate from the 626. Just calling in to say that the wait is over. Thank God. This Sunday against the Denver Broncos, it's going to be awesome. Um, I just wanted to weigh in on a few things. Just number one, I was watching the – America's Game, Super Bowl 11, 1976. Hey, there's a lot of parallels in it, you know, in regards to the schedule, you know, as far as the teams that we're playing this year. Um, you know, and thank God, too, that the season, you know, is 17 weeks long now as opposed to 14. Um, well, 18, not including the bye. But anyways, um, yeah, I'm just really excited for this season. Also, I want to give a shout-out to all the Nates on this podcast that call in. I didn't realize that there was a lot of us out there pretty often, too. Anyways, go Raiders, Raider Nation. I'll see you guys on Sunday. And, hope, you know, we'll be talking on Monday with a victory Monday. Thank you for the call, my man. Appreciate you. And yeah, man, it's great just to know football's officially back, right? We know what the Raiders will be doing for the next 18 weeks, and hopefully more than that. But for the next 18 weeks, we know exactly what's going to be going on in either Sunday, Monday, or Thursday. And that, to me, is awesome. What a great feeling. Cannot wait to see it all start getting unraveled on Sunday. And as I mentioned, hopefully the Raiders come out on top, get that victory, and feel good about themselves on their way to Buffalo. A game which, you know, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. I also think they could win that game. Obviously, we'll talk about that next week. And really, we'll kind of base it off of what we see on Sunday. But... I mean, I, I've said it before. I don't see any team on their schedule that I'm like, no, there's no way they could win. They just got to go out there and they got to play real Raider football and execute at a high level. But thanks so much. I'm pumped up as well. There's nothing better than the NFL season being officially back. So thanks again. Uh, up next, we got a text from Raider Mike, or actually Vegas Mike. He says, good morning, Q. It's Raider Mike, a.k.a. Vegas Mike, going to roll with your rename, LOL. First of all, I really hope Chandler can find peace and hopefully a uh, player and organization can find a win-win solution. It's now time for Wilson to show why he was projected so high during the draft and put all these doubters to sleep. Definitely feeling a Raiders victory this Sunday and something for Raider Nation to get fired up about. Be easy, Q. Raiders. That's from uh, Raider Mike, a.k.a. Vegas Mike. I gave him that name on the last time he texted in just because I messed his name up. But, yeah, I mean, you know, Tyree Wilson, unfortunately, he didn't play uh, a lot during the preseason and didn't do a whole lot of training camp. So I don't know how much he's going to be able to show on Sunday. I know he'll be out there. Did 14 snaps against the Cowboys. I'm looking for, you know, around 30 snaps from him on, on Sunday. If they can get 30 snaps from the rookie, I think that that's good. And continue to ramp him up. You don't want to just throw him out there, you know, and just say, okay, rookie, it's all you. Like, I think Malcolm Kuntz has an opportunity to be someone as well, a guy that I was doubting early in training camp, and then he all of a sudden started breaking out. And once that uh, once they had that corrections day, that Sunday day, 
seemed like uh, Malcolm Coots has been playing really well ever since then. So maybe this is his opportunity to really, really get some shine on. Thanks so much for that text. I appreciate you. Uh, up next, we got a call from, I think it's Shan from Oakland. Name is a little muffled at the beginning, so I apologize. He's calling to talk about a few subjects, including the fact he's happy he wasn't listening to this show last season and instead just started listening and the fact that he thinks the Raiders are going to surprise some folks. Here he is, Shan from Oakland, I believe. What up, you? This is Shan from Oakland. It's like, yeah. It's that time of the season, you know, season, season start today, Q. First off, I want to say, uh, shout out Raider Nation. Um, hey, Q, I wanted to talk to you a little bit, man. Um, first off, congratulations and everything you got going on, promotions, you know, the opportunities, love that for you, Q. I'm finna say something. It's gonna sound a little crazy, but I think you're gonna understand. So, Q, I'm glad that I ain't been listening to you for that long. Started listening to you in the off season, and um, the reason I say that is because I really, really like your take on football. So I know that if I would have been listening to you last season, I'd have been locked, stock, and bill, and we I'd have just jumped into being ready to see what the Raiders was going to do last season. And it was such a disappointment that it'd be like, um, listening to you now, and it's going to be the same thing. But so, because I just started listening this season and listening to your tape, the way that you break down Raider football, like everything from So being able to see the transition right now, like, okay, I see what's going on. So. I said that to say, if I would have been on last season, it would have been hella crazy. Like, as far as the disappointment is concerned, but I know that we, I, we were looking through greater color glass. So, this season, I'm feeling like we're going to blow the doors off the NFL. I don't know what that actually means as far as wins or losses, but the wild card thing changeable. Season starting, it's all good. I'm just ready to see these Raiders produce. Like I know they can. You know, I'm tired of coming in the season and being completely let down. Josh Daniels got the quarterback he wants and the offense that he wants. The defense is looking stout. Let's do it, baby. Football season starts today. Raider game this weekend. <laughs> Thanks for the call, my man. I totally understand. And I'm glad you weren't listening either, right? You know, but no, honestly, I mean, that's what happens. You know, I'm going to give my honest feelings all the time. And sometimes I have to do like I've done this offseason in this training camp and preseason. Like, hey, I was wrong about last year. I thought that the Raiders were going to be really good. And, you know, that's disappointing. And people, how did you not see this coming, Q? I don't think anybody did, right? Everybody said that the AFC West was going to be the toughest division last year, and it wasn't. Right. And the Raiders were disappointing. Obviously, the Denver Broncos were disappointing as well. And it just didn't turn out to be what it was. But uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm glad that you're in the mix. I'm glad that you're feeling like the Raiders are going to surprise some folks. And I really do believe they can. But again, it goes back to the defense, the defense, defense, defense. If they're going to su surprise some folks this year, it's going to be because the defense is complimenting the offense. And of course, Jimmy G is out there doing his thing. And hopefully he's doing his thing every single week this uh, this season. And hopefully, like I said, they earn more than 18 weeks and more than 17 games. But of course, they've got to go out there and earn it. But thanks so much for that call. I do appreciate you. Uh, got one more text and we'll close things out. Uh, Sal in Arizona. He says, Q, 
Sal from Arizona, bro, I just watched Chandler Jones' Instagram timeline, and boy, oh boy, it's not pretty. I hope he's in good health, mental, uh, good position mentally. It seems like he's going through some sort of crisis. In my opinion, he needs professional help, maybe some kind of medication. I could be wrong. Who knows? Just hope this is all gets better sooner rather than later. Congratulations on moving up to the big leagues. Don't forget, as little people, when you're on TV, uh, look forward to meeting you and hopefully being able to get a picture at the torch. My thoughts for the upcoming season is simple. Just win, baby. Go Raiders. That's Sal in Arizona. Thanks so much, man. And yeah, I mean, I'm you know, I'm just blessed with this opportunity. I appreciate the text, obviously. Um, I'm 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 just blessed with this opportunity to do ESPN and you know, being up in uh, Bristol has been great. You know, I can't wait to get back to the West Coast because I'll tell you what, this uh getting off the air at one AM stuff is no fun. <laughs> I like getting off the air at ten PM. That's a lot better. But uh yeah, man, I believe me, I'm I'm, I'm just I'm still just me. I'm always gonna be me. Uh, as far as the Chandler Jones situation goes, I don't know what he needs. I just hope that whatever it is, he gets, right? I just, again, I'm not a doctor. I don't know how to diagnose anything. I just know that, you know, when mental health appears to be a situation, which this is what it seems to be, it can get really dicey. So I'm just hoping, again, I'm not worried about Chandler Jones, the football player. Uh, that guy's going to be fine. You know, he's a guy who's probably going to be a Hall of Famer with 112 career sacks. I'm worried about Chandler Jones, the man, the person, the 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 human, the son, the the father, right? You know, the the like I said, the man. I'm hoping that he is okay because that, at the end of the day, nothing else matters, right? Just like me being on the radio on ESPN National, that's great. I could be on the radio on Radio Nation Radio too. That's great. That's fine. I mean, I could do all these different shows, but if the man is not okay, the son is not okay, the father is not okay, then then none of this other stuff matters. And so that's how I look at uh, Chandler Jones. Like, yeah, all the accolades he's got is great, but he just needs to be well as as a man, you know, and, and just that's I just hope the best for him. That's That's it. I don't care about football at all when it comes to him. I'm just hoping that his situation gets a lot better. But you said it right when it comes to the upcoming season. Just win, baby. Perfect way to close out the show today. So that's what we're going to do. Raider Nation, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the first week of Raider football. Uh, hopefully on Monday we're talking about a victory Monday. Uh, we, you know we'll be back at it, excited about it. I'll be glad I'll be back on the West Coast. Uh, I'm not going to Denver. I thought about going to Denver for the game, but I'm not going. Um, this just going to try to get a little R&R, a little rest and relaxation over the weekend and uh, get ready to get back at it on Monday. So Raider Nation, take care of yourself, take care of your family, love on your family. Most importantly, as always, just win, baby.